Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is brought to you by the Loyalty and Awards Conference, the leading annual event for loyalty professionals in the travel industry. Make sure to join us this year from the 10th to the 12th of October in Madrid for the perfect mix of inspiring content and exciting awards. Check out loyaltyandawards.com for more information and to register. Hello and welcome to an episode of Let's Talk Loyalty where we're discussing loyalty for the first time in the railway industry. Ahead of the Loyalty and Awards Conference in Madrid in October this year, I met with Javier Marine Martinon, one of the keynote speakers, to learn all about his role as Chief Commercial, Loyalty and Customer Officer for Renfe Trains. Renfe is the leading train company in Spain a company that's already over 80 years old and now operates the world's second largest network of high-speed trains after China. Carrying over 500 million passengers a year, Javier explained some of the challenges facing the business for the very first time with increasing competition, not only from cars and flights as in the past, but now also from two new rail operators. Javier shared some effective ideas that Renfe has already launched for members of its loyalty program. Designed to be simple and exciting to understand, even when they are sometimes quite difficult behind the scenes to deliver. I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Javier all about driving loyalty and increased rail travel for Renfe. So, Javier, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hello, Paula. Very nice to be with you today. Yes, I know you've been listening to my show a few times as well, Javier, haven't you? Yes, uh, I, I have to say that I'm uh, listening to your podcast uh, almost every weekend. I'm, this is the, uh, the day that I'm using to, to do some exercise and to do some things, cooking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when while I'm doing so, I'm trying to listen to something on, on podcast. Oh, thank you for listening. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. I think what I like about this format from my own perspective is it's nice and passive. So I can do two things at one time. I feel very efficient. I feel like I'm learning and cooking or cleaning or whatever at the same time. So uh, yeah. So thank you for that. So I'm super excited to hear all about Renfe. Um, I am actually very passionate about trains in general, and I keep looking for the longest train journeys I could possibly book myself onto. So I have to confess I haven't uh, done too much as yet, but um, I know there's some extraordinary work that you're doing there in the Spanish market, and there's lots of change going on as well. So we're going to talk about the role of loyalty, I guess, in uh, trains for the first time. So very exciting from my side. So to kick us off, Javier, as you know, we always start start by asking about a favorite loyalty program. And I think you mentioned you might have two favorite loyalty programs you're going to tell us about today. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. I am two very different uh, loyalty programs. Okay. Both of them, I'm using them a lot, I would say. Mm-hmm. One of them is Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because at least, uh, well, probably this is the one I use more. Okay. And I believe that this program was very disruptive at yeah. some time as yeah. a paid loyalty program. Yeah. And also it's value for money. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really high. And as a consumer, a member of this program, I feel that it pushed me somehow to buy more at Amazon instead of in other retailers. Yeah. And I still feel that the value for money is quite good. And even they are increasing the fare every year. Mm. So this could be the, the first of the programs. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, which is completely different, mm. uh, could be the Carrefour Club in Spain. Mm. This is one of the biggest retailers in Spain. Mm. And this is a very traditional uh, loyalty program with cashback in every purchase. Mm-hmm. But the way that they are taking care of every communication to the members, the, um, they are trying to create or to be like a community uh, mm. with their members. They have already mm. 8 million members in Spain and we have wow. to take account that Spain has around 50 million inhabitants. So there's mm. a, a huge percentage of people in Spain uh, mm. using this program. Mm. But it's like a very familiar, a very close uh, program to everybody. Mm-hmm. So both of them would be my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, both excellent examples, Javier. Uh, certainly Amazon Prime has been mentioned before. I think we're all, you know, very comfortable when the, you know, small monthly fee comes out. And yeah, it's funny because I do remember the first time I was thinking about all of this recurring revenue and how incredible it was what they had managed to convince everybody to pay this uh, monthly fee. And in my, you know, initial thinking, you know, and you'll appreciate this as a commercial officer, the first thing that occurred to me was this was, you know, all new revenue. But actually, I did read that, of course, Amazon used to charge very high, you know, shipping fees for every single individual parcel. So, in fact, the reality, I believe, is that they gave up a lot more revenue initially and replaced it with this kind of fixed monthly fee. But obviously, the commercial rationale is that increased spend in terms of much more frequency of purchase. So, every single product now, like, I don't know about you, but for me, I might only need an ink cartridge today. And before I might have waited to go and order later together or something. Now, every single thing I need, I just immediately order it. It's with me the next day, probably. And yeah, it's incredibly um, efficient and powerful. Uh, And the mindset of the consumer, for example, when you are um, asking for some product, the Mm. the free shipping is is really convenient because otherwise, in case of being paying, uh, I don't know, five or six euros, yeah. uh, which is, well, it's not so high, mm. but it's like uh, more convenient to pay a, a, yeah. a fixed amount yeah. <laughs> and not to have to pay in, in each and every order. Yeah. For sure. And I also believe from a, I suppose, a psychology point of view, particularly in times of, let's say, you know, recession or global crisis, you know, something that's predictable, the customers, I think, really value it a lot more because, you know, it's something we feel we have a little bit more control over perhaps than we wouldn't normally have. Yeah, sure. For sure. I mean, and and also because, well, when you are 
considering to buy something as you have already paid for this uh, mm, loyalty. Some cost, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so, well, uh, if you have to pay one, two euros more or well, mm. whatever it is, it makes sense because you will already, uh, you are already paying for the membership. So, yeah, yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. And the other one, Carrefour, absolutely sounds like a, a really, really well executed program as well, Javier. So we'll have to try and get them on Let's Talk Loyalty at some point. We haven't spoken to Carrefour in the past, but listen, let's move on to the train industry. I know it's something that uh, is also fairly new for you. I did see a very strong background in management consulting and the cruise industry. Another one, of course, very close to my heart as somebody who loves to travel. But I think you're fairly new to take on direct responsibility for a loyalty program. Am I right? Yes, I I was for 20 years working, as you said, in management consultancy and also in the cruise industry. And just in January 2021, I joined Renfe, mm. which is the main rail operator in Spain. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to learn every day something new about the rail industry. Mm. And there's a lot of things in, in well, uh, and a lot of history in this company that already mm. has 80 years. So, wow. Well. Okay. A lot of, a lot of history and legacy and nostalgia. So, so what is the journey with loyalty then for Renfe? Um, I mean, has it been around for a long time? Tell us a little bit about the program and its, its evolution so far. Yeah, well, the origins of I would say that the loyalty in this in in our company probably could be in 20, 25 years ago when someone wow. decided yeah. to do uh, a paid loyalty program. Indeed, wow. uh, I mean, Amazing. it was yeah, it was a a, a car uh, called Golden Car, and okay. it is for senior people. Okay. And you are paying an annual fee mm-hmm. uh, and you will get 25% discount. Okay. So they were paying in advance for this discount. So what they were doing, well, it was in every trip they were planning. Always the train was in the top of their mind because they have already paid for this, this program. And, mm. and this is very powerful for us. We have... Uh, around 2 million people now uh, already with with this program paying for it. Mm-hmm. And then we did the same with the young people uh, up to uh, well, uh, 25 years old. And okay. They were able also to pay for annual fee of 50 euros and they will get a, a 30% discount in each and every trip. So it was very convenient. Mm. And then some years later, I will say, well, uh, around uh, 10 years ago, well, no, actually 15 years ago, they started with a small loyalty program when this, well, Spain launched the first high-speed train in 1992. Okay. Uh, so 30 years ago. Nice. Uh, and now 30 years later, we are we have the second largest high-speed network in the world, just behind China. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very convenient in Spain because it's uh, mm. in every city, almost every destination is connected in less than two and a half hours from Madrid. Mm. So it's, it's very nice and you can go in a yeah. train by, 
300 kilometers per hour mm. is more or less 186 Beautiful. miles per hour. So uh, at some point with this high speed train, uh, well, we started a program uh, only for this uh, high speed train called uh, AVE in, in Spain, which means high speed train of Spain. Okay. Um, and well, it was increasing and increasing and it started to be applied to the rest of the to the uh, trains that we are operating mm -hmm. and well it was uh, it was used but um, as we were the only rail operators i mean we were not uh, very very active uh, mm. trying to promote it and well it was more a reactive uh, uh, marketing using with it And now, since last year, we are facing a completely new scenario. So we are uh, facing a new scenario in Spain when uh, we have more operators of the rail industry. We have competitors now. Okay. So as it happened 50 years ago in the, air, in, in the airline industry in US, mm. yeah. uh, we are facing the same situation and we are using the same uh, levers that uh, somebody uh, mm. took uh, 50 years ago in US. Yeah. And we are using the loyalty program as a, a key pillar mm -hmm. or a key lever for competing and for making the, the travelers to stay with us and to, to travel with us instead of any other option. Yeah, I was going to say, and I was just as you were explaining that, Javier, thank you very much for the, the explanation. You're absolutely right. The industry clearly is being disrupted there in terms of the amount of train uh, competition that, that's going to come through. But I guess you do already compete with other forms of transport, uh, first and foremost. Um, uh, cars are probably the first one that you have to compete against on a regular basis, maybe for intercity travel, um, I guess airlines then. And I said to you before we came on air, I'm hoping to get to Amsterdam on the way to uh, the Loyalty and Awards Conference in Madrid. And I would love to go by train if I could do it. Um, it seems in that situation I might have to fly, but it is definitely um, a big challenge to convince people, I think, to take the, the train sometimes, you know, um, And they often have their own car and that's sometimes just the default behavior. Is that fair to say in Spain? Yes, I will say that you are completely right. I mean, uh, for sure, we were competing with other uh, types of transports. Uh, well, mm. private car is uh, is the more most popular, of course. Yeah. And well, it, We are trying to get more people on trains because of uh, a lot of things and also because of sustainability because, well, we are the most sustainable uh, way of transport. Mm. And, and then also then with buses and airlines, okay? But with airlines, probably we were competing at some point, but then in those routes that we are competing with an airline, we are taking probably... 70% of uh, passengers sir. so wow. we are more powerful than airlines in the in the domestic routes for sure so what we are doing is well they are competitors for sure but they are also partners so for example if you want to travel from Amsterdam 
to Málaga or to Sevilla or to Valencia, mm. uh, you can use a product that we are launching now with Iberia, for example, with the main airline in Spain, mm. that you can take the, the flight from Amsterdam to Madrid and then the train from Madrid to uh, another city. And mm -hmm. it's only one ticket. It's only one uh, travel yeah. experience. Okay. So we are we are we have a partnership to 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 increase mm. the mobility of the people. Okay. Uh, and we are doing the, the the short haul or the domestic trips, and they are doing the long haul trips. Lovely, lovely, and I loved the point about sustainability as well, Javier, because I think you told me that all of your trains are actually electric trains. Yeah. Yes, we our high speed trains. They are electric trains. We are using 100% uh, renewable energy. Mm -hmm. So Renfe is the first uh, consumer in Spain of uh, electricity. Mm -hmm. and, and we are saving uh, uh, well, millions of tons in CO2. Yeah. Uh, we are well, uh, the equivalent to 50, uh, 15 uh, million inhabitants. Mm -hmm. uh, of what 50 million inhabitants are producing in CO2. Wow. So this is uh, very nice. And I mean, and in this time that most of us, we are uh, trying to reduce our yeah. footprint and and trying to, to, to help others. Well, this is uh, a, a very good point for everybody. Definitely, definitely. And you quoted some wonderful numbers as well, Javier. I'd love you to share them with the audience. I suppose on both sides, first of all, you know, your kind of passenger numbers on an annual basis is incredibly impressive. And then I know you've been um, in this loyalty role as chief commercial officer um, for, for, I think it's just over a year now, as you said, since uh, early 2021. And yeah. you've managed to grow the loyalty base significantly as well in that time. So maybe chair just uh, give us a sense of the scale of the business and the program yes well the business is, is is really high i mean i was amazed when i was seeing the data because we are moving every year before the pandemic uh in 2019 for example we were moving in all the renfe trains uh, more than 500 million passengers Wow. So that is a lot yeah. of passengers uh, yeah. for sure. In in this figure, we are including the commuters. And if we are taking out the commuters, we are moving uh, around 55 million passengers every year. Mm. So uh, with this number of passengers, the opportunity is great for us because we have a mm. huge opportunity to make these people to um, be part of our program mm -hmm. and to increase our database okay mm -hmm. so this is something that we were uh, doing since the first day and well the first goal for me in this program was well let's capture every passenger every traveler that we have with us let's make him or her uh, part of our community, our family of Mass mm -hmm. Renfe. Mm -hmm. So we are having now, uh, well, since uh, I would say in last 12 months, uh, we have increased around 800,000 uh, members in this program. 
Okay, so this is mm. a, a yeah. huge figure. Yeah. And this is very great because, well, we are seeing that we are increasing every month uh, our database or our community with mm. uh, five times more people that what we used to have in the previous months of some changes in communication and in the program that we were mm. carrying out. Mm. And also because, uh, well, um, this is normal because in some months ago we were in, under the pandemic, but mm. it means also three times more than what we used to have before the pandemic. So, well, people is joining the program, which okay. is great. Yes, well done. And then we have the next challenges that is uh, where we have to engage them in our program as well. Yeah. So I think you said about two and a half million members now in the program, yeah? Yeah, we are over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's very nice. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. So two and a half million members. Um, and you also have the paid program as well, as you mentioned, Javier, yes? Yes. We okay. have both. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. With two million, one of them. The other mm. one is uh, less popular, let's say. Okay. But so we have, well, they are not only in one program because they can share both programs. Okay. But yeah, a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. And tell me, is it a program like, is it, would you say it's digitally led or is it more traditional in terms of a card-based approach? Um, just love to get a sense of what the expectations are of Spanish consumers and, and passengers. Yeah, well, we used to be uh, not digital program and now we are moving to a digital program. Okay. So, but we are mixing both approaches because for sure we... All the uh, purchases and activities can be uh, done online. Yeah, uh, there there is a physical car for those who wants to have a physical car. But most of our uh, community are using the passbook to have their car and to use them. Mm. Most of our communications are online, but then we are trying not to lose uh, the offline okay so we are trying to start some actions uh, take it advantage that when some people is using our services probably he's uh, or she's going to be with us one hour and a half or two hours and a half so we can mix both uh, activities mm -hmm. uh, so i would say that it's a hybrid model which is very yeah it's very popular the hybrid models in <laughs> in, mm. in all the jobs so this of is a happy model as well yeah yeah no you're absolutely right so it sounds like there's maybe membership forms on board the trains is there in order to encourage people when they have maybe a bit of downtime and you know maybe they'll register when they're traveling is it yes well we have uh, something that we were doing is to communicate in every step of the customer journey uh, to those people that they were traveling with us and they were not part of our program. Mm. The benefits of the program and the simplicity of being part of the program. So we are yeah. increasing these points. Okay. And then let's say that, for example, for the some actions that we are planning for some special dates, that will our crew on board will help us to make some activities to surprise our uh, travelers. 
mm-hmm. our customers mm-hmm. and to make something that, well, probably in some special dates, they are awaiting for some online messages. But let's try to do something offline as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. In terms of uh, rewards and and uh, recognition for, for the members? Or emotional communications. Okay. Okay. Can you give us an example of, of what you're thinking? Well, for example, something that we are launching right now is that, well, when you... Uh, when it's your bar- uh, your birthday, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, normally you will receive uh, on your email some days before uh, some gift for you in terms of uh, points or, or rewards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you are traveling with us in some of our trains, mm-hmm. well, maybe we, we will give you in person a, a gift okay oh. uh, so uh, well not it's not going to be a a very um, special gift only a detail okay yeah. yeah but we want them to know that uh, we are taking care of them and we are very happy to share that special day with us and this wow. is something we uh, that we want to start to increase and to both and to mix both approaches the the, mm. the physical and and the on, and the online that sounds very operationally challenging javier because yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking about you know I, I don't think i've ever flown on my birthday for example so um i'm not necessarily aware of what the airlines if they do anything for example if they know that it's actually your birthday maybe for the top 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 tier perhaps that i'm not a member of maybe it happens there but um it sounds like you're actually proactively looking for that data looking for people traveling on the day is it you're saying and uh, yeah yeah wow exactly yeah so as you say this very challenging in terms of operation but this yeah. is something that i really believe that this will be a, mm. a wow moment yeah and the cost itself is not going to be very super high Mm. So it's more emotional than uh, the investment itself. It's it's very powerful. And I think you've used the right word, Javier. I think it is a wow because it does require, you know, you or, or you know, whoever is, is doing this thinking, I'm guessing it is you, to, to literally have that intention to, to look for the data, find the opportunity to wow the customer, build the operational solution around it and then execute. And I think, you know, consumers are pretty savvy these days and they realize that that's actually very complex to do at such scale, you know, with, what did we say, two and a half million members and 500 million passenger journeys, you know, to, to actually marry up the two pieces of data and deliver something in the moment is is super impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It 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 is taking some time to 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 prepare and to develop the action, so it's not easy. But well, this yeah. is one of of these actions, and then we we will try to to do some next steps and, yeah. and something new. Yeah, of course. So, what other rewards then is part of the Renfit program, Javier? For you know, I guess it's an earn and burn proposition. Is it with a with a, a miles or a points currency? Yes, this is uh, well. The origin of the program is an earn and burn points. Uh, so it's a classical 
program in the travel industry, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we are uh, trying to give some benefits in each step of the um, journey, let's say. So we are giving, uh, depending on the tier, uh, some benefits like the free parking in the training stations, like nice. uh, access to the VIP launches in the stations as well. Mm. Some free upgrades as well, some free tickets uh, for them or mm. just to uh, well have the chance to provide a, a, a car uh, with uh, one of these, uh, well, of the upper tiers cool. to another person. If, for example, you're platinum or gold member mm-hmm. uh, with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is uh, some of the points that we are uh, trying to facilitate. Mm-hmm. And then from this point, we are trying to increase and to extend the benefits to other parts of the of the journey, let's say, and uh, or, or the trip. Okay, so not just in the train, but also in some other points of their experience. Can you give us an example of that one? Yes, for example, uh, this is something that, uh, well, uh, as I was saying before, the first step with our program was to to enhance the people to be member of the program. Yeah. And then the next step is to engage yeah. people for being mm-hmm. member of our program. So mm-hmm. we were redefining all the benefits and those uh, were part of our benefits. And now, as I was saying, we are extending them to other parts of the trip. So, for example, we are reaching an agreement, uh, an alliance with uh, Hard Rock Hotel in Madrid. Hard Rock Hotel is uh, located uh, very close to the main train station in Madrid. So, mm-hmm. uh, just 300 meters away from the train station. Mm-hmm. So, all those members from our program, they will have also some special experiences or benefits mm-hmm. if they are using this hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. For example, they will, when they arrive to the hotel, they will have a special line for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, they will have a free drink uh, during their stay. Or they will have yearly checking or late checkout if they want to use it. Or they will have a special welcome in their um, rooms when they are arriving. So mm. it's to try to extend the experience that we are trying to deliver yeah. in our trains also yeah. to uh, the hotel. So we can um, control at some point the experience also um uh, on on, mm. on the hotel mm-hmm. and this is some of the points and then also we are working with museums for example the Prado Museum which mm-hmm. is uh, now very popular at least in Spain because all the prime ministers were having dinner last week there in, in the NATO mm-hmm. uh, gala mm-hmm. so we are having some special benefits for all of our uh, family or mass Renfe family there mm-hmm. that they will have priority access to the museum mm. and then well we are trying also to have some special experiences for our members in some musicals some shows theaters all the culture side is very important for us yeah 
Lovely, lovely. So sounds like a partnership strategy coming through, Javier. And I can imagine for a brand like Hard Rock Hotel in Madrid, I'm sure it's an amazing opportunity for them. Obviously, they've got the proximity, so it's perfect for you guys as well. But I guess you're going to be encouraging your passengers to stay in that hotel because you know they'll have an optimized premium, I guess, um, you know, end to end experience if they do, you know, across the two the two partner brands. Yeah, there is a quote. I love quotes. There is a quote. Let's say that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you yeah. want to go far, go together. Yeah. So this is the approach that we, we are taking. We want to go far. Mm. Uh, I would love to go far fast, yeah. but uh, it's not very easy. <laughs> yeah. We are, well, we are going to go far. Yeah. So we are going to go together. Wonderful, wonderful. And you compared, I suppose, where the train industry is right now um, to where the airlines were maybe 30, 40 years ago in terms of dramatic competition being introduced for the first time. And obviously, one of the big uh, revenue models for airline loyalty is, of course, co-brand cards. So do you think there's opportunities for Renfe in Spain to uh, to go that direction perhaps as well? Yeah, this is one of the steps that we were doing. Well, some years ago, we launched our American Express Cobrand car. Okay. And it was quite successful, I would say. Mm. Uh, but, well, sometimes some people, they are consider- they are not considering American Express because they are, I don't know, uh, using any other type of uh, cards. Mm. So, well, we are extending the options for them. And now, just uh, one month ago, we also launched a Mastercard uh, card okay. with uh, one of the main banks in Spain. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, well uh, a challenge for us, and the idea, as I was saying, is well, let's uh, once we have uh, all these people on board, let's mm. make them to to. Uh, get some points to earn points, uh, not only with mm. their trips, mm. but also with uh, their ordinary life. Yeah. And this is the idea that uh, in each and every purchase, I mean, mm. we can and we will have a lot of partnerships with uh, some companies to earn um, points for sure. Mm-hmm. But Cobrands will give us the opportunity to earn points in each and every purchase. So this is yeah. on top of any strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, sounds like there is some education required for Spanish consumers. I don't think this model is as well established perhaps in Spain as it might be in other countries um, from what I'm hearing. So definitely a huge opportunity for you guys. And you mentioned to me as well, Javier, that you are looking um, around the world, I guess, at global best practice, particularly in the airline industry, uh, given how many similarities there are. And I'm guessing there's probably some good loyalty programs in the rail industry around the world, although I'm guessing. I think Virgin Trains might have launched something in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. But are there other examples of loyalty programs in the rail industry that you're paying attention to and following? Yeah, most of them, I would say in Europe at least. Uh, most of them they have their own loyalty program. Okay. Uh, some of them more uh, complex or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some of them 
for example, in the Czech Republic with Leo Express, which is a medium company, that mm. they have a, the Smile Club that, uh, well, I like it mm. a lot. I think they are doing a very great job. Mm-hmm. But also the Swedish company, they are having a, a good program or Italo Treno in Italy. So there are a lot of companies doing some good things. Mm-hmm. But not only in the rail industry, because I think that, well, as I was saying here in uh, in Spain, I, I like a lot uh, the Carrefour Club. Mm-hmm. And this is nothing to do with our industry. They are retailers and uh, transport companies. So, But you can take some lessons from them and also mm. try to apply apply it in an, in our program so this is uh, the same in the international field that yeah. we can learn a lot uh, from any industry mm. well that's exactly the reason that we're all going to the loyalty and awards conference in madrid i guess huh yes at least <laughs> this is my purpose of of being there to try well. to learn Well, you know, I'm here to support them as well. So we'll give them a nice plug there. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I learned a lot at the conference in Dubai last year. So so tell me, uh, what is the future of loyalty for Renfe, would you say, Javier? Um, or are you waiting till you, you go to the conference and find all the new ideas before you decide the next step? Well, I have my team with a lot of workers' dreams open. Okay. But... I will re- I will summarize them in only one uh, with well actually in two. Uh, I would say that first of uh, the strategies will be simplicity. Okay, so simplicity yeah. is the ultimate sophistication. Totally, that, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. So yeah. this is the point. I'm. I mean, while some companies in the travel industry they are using a currency that you will never know what is the cost of each point uh, or the value of each point. And then you have blackouts and everything. We are very simple. I mean, you have 10 points Mm -hmm. and that means one euro Mm -hmm. and you can spend them in every date, in every train, in every fare, whatever. So it's simple. Yeah. Probably uh, they are getting more, more, money with the programs than us but yeah. i would love to go to the simplicity because i think yeah. it, when people is understanding better the program they will use it more definitely and then the second point will be partnerships so simplicity and partnerships and partnerships will help us to go far as i was saying mm. and to increase the value of the program i mean mm-hmm. we have a very good um, opportunity with us because in our industry people is earning points in their business life, mm-hmm. in their business trips mm-hmm. that they can use in their personal uh, uh, life. Yeah. So this is a very good opportunity, yeah. but not only with that, we want them to use our uh, Renfe points as a currency to uh, spend in, of course, with us, but in any other industry in their day-by-day uh, program. Mm. And to be the the favorite program uh, for most of our members. Wow. So what I think I'm hearing there as well then is that you're not looking for a lot of breakage. You're actually encouraging redemption and hoping people will actually maximize the the use of the points, is it? This is uh, one of the the ideas and the KPIs that we are looking for. uh, For sure, because we, we were facing a 
uh, very high uh, breakage during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we were uh, keeping the same tier for uh, our customers, but of course we want them, uh, I mean, mm. we don't want to cheat them. So yeah. if we are giving them some rewards, we want them to use them. Mm -hmm. because if they are using them, if they are burning the points with us or with whoever, next time they will have to make the decision of traveling. Mm. They will make the decision to travel with us. And this is the, the goal. Totally, totally. Well, I can see the excitement. I can hear the ambition. Um, and I, I think you're very well prepared for this newly competitive landscape in the Spanish market, Javier. So that's a, a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing all of your expertise. And I will look forward to hearing you speaking at the event in Madrid. So um, anybody who hasn't already signed up, I'm definitely, of course, um, encouraging everybody there to go to the, the Loyalty and Awards doc website and thank them for introducing me to you. So um, any more comments from the Renfe side, Javier, before we wrap up? No, same than you. Thank you very much for inviting me to be in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And also, well, I hope to see you all, uh, all the industry in, in this loyalty and awards fair uh, that we are going to have for sure a very good time and we are going to share experiences and to mm -hmm. learn so very uh, willing to see you looking forward that's amazing javier marin martinon chief commercial loyalty and customer officer for renfe in spain thank you so much from let's talk loyalty thank you very much paula this show is sponsored by the loyalty people a global strategic consultancy with a laser focus on loyalty, CRM and customer engagement. The loyalty people work with clients in lots of different ways. Whether it's the strategic design of your loyalty program or a full service including loyalty project execution. And they can also advise you on choosing the right technology and service partners. On their website, the Loyalty People also runs a free global community for loyalty practitioners. And they also publish their own loyalty expert insights. So for more information and to subscribe, check out theloyaltypeople.global. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.